Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I was glad when he said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our Father, we bless you and we thank you again for this privilege, Father God, of coming before your throne and waiting on you, Father God, to expound your word to us. Please give me understanding, Lord. Give my brothers and sisters understanding. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you, faithful Father, for we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord, beloved. Brother Joshua here again. I want to pick up from where we stopped at the last time. We're still speaking on the faithful we're still speaking on this trait that the faithful have of having the fear of the Lord. And we we spoke, uh, or we have been speaking about this quite a bit, and today we'll continue on that by reading uh, Malachi chapter 3. Verse 16 to 18. Malachi 3, verse 16 to verse 18. Beloved, I I hope, I guess I take it for granted, but I do hope and pray that you have your Bible with you so you can read along and check along so you won't say, Brother Joshua said such and such. Uh, my heart's desire is for you to say this is what the Bible says. Now, Malachi chapter 3 verse 16 to 18 says this. Then they which feared the Lord spake, one, spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it and a, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that taught upon his name. And they shall be mine. The Lord is, the Lord is speaking now. And they shall be mine saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, in that day, remember that, beloved, they shall be mine, saith the Lord, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spared his son that serves him. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. 
between him that served God and him that served him not. I pray by the mercies of God that as he leads, it is, it, it is according to his will. But if the Lord leads us, we will circle back to this verse, very important verse, and we'll kind of glean some things from it uh, that are actually very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. But I, 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 would, I would leave it as this for now. And we'll just continue as we have been discussing. Now it says, those that fear God. I mean, you may say, well, Brother Josh, you're talking about fear, 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 fear. Uh, yeah, I've been talking about fear, 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 fear. But I've been thinking about a good fear. A clean fear, the psalmist says. It's not a bad fear. It's a good fear. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with a, 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 a stove or, or a furnace or a, a little fireplace where you cook your food, is it bad uh, if you if you keep telling your children from morning till night, hey, that fire, don't stick your hand in it. It's going to burn you. And you keep saying that day in, day out, year in, year out. No. Are, are you now an apostle of fear because you tell your kids uh, not, not, not to stick their hands inside a a hot oven? No. Beloved, it is what it is. God is to be feared. And the faithful get that because they've been walking with God. Not just confessing, but they are now walking with God. And as they are walking with God, you get to know this God and you get to fear this God. What did he say? Malachi 3, he says, those that feared God, he said, a book of remembrance was written before the Lord for them. So, just the fact that you fear God, God has a book that he writes your name in. Yeah, Brother Josh, I, I thought, you know, m my name is in the Lamb Book of Life. You know, that's sufficient. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's sufficient, beloved. Um, that's sufficient in terms of um, salvation that's sufficient but but beloved there are other things that uh, well I can't talk about now we're going to talk about later by the grace of God so I don't digress but there, there, there are other benefits that you get to see 
Uh, okay, for example, you know, we, we spoke about in the earlier episodes the same Christian growth, but from a perspective of babes, uh, little children, youth, and adult. Okay? A little baby is a human being. That baby has a birth certificate. It's a human being. Whether he's one day old is a human being. Whether he's a hundred years old is a human being. Same thing. But guess what? There are other benefits that vary from level to level. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're one day old, if you're a baby and you're wearing diapers, or you're a month old, there are certain things you can't do. You can't ride a bicycle for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I know you can't eat some some fried chicken. Mm-mm. Uh, I know you can't eat uh, good roasted beef or lamb meat or something. Does that make you less of a human being? No. You're a human being. But you got to do with milk right now. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with milk right now. But if you're an adult, when 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 you grow up a little bit more, you have other benefits that as a baby you don't have. If you remember the story of Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, King Saul, Mephibosheth was a baby, or at least a a little child, when his nurse that had picked him up to run with him, dropped him. Mm-hmm. That's how Mephibosheth became crippled. Why? If you're a baby, you have to depend on others to move. You have to depend on others for a whole lot of things. And if they drop you, it can cripple you. You see, but if you are grown, Mephibosheth, you would have ran for yourself from whatever danger that you were facing. So depending on somebody else and that person dropping the ball, you get hurt. It's because you're a baby. Depending on Somebody else to eat some food, to process it, and give you milk? Ah, you're a baby. See, the same way under this different um, measurement, if you would, of 30, 60, and 100 fold for Christian growth, there are different benefits. It says, those that feared the Lord, a book of remembrance was written 
before the Lord for them, and the Lord says, they shall be mine. Whoa, I thought we all are his. Yes, we all are his. Yeah. Uh, but he still has a book of remembrance for those that fear him among those that are his. Is the Lord playing favoritism? I don't think so, beloved. I don't think so. He's dealing with the Moses that can come up higher to the mountain. He's dealing with those that have a heart for him. Oh, well. And he says, those in that book of remembrance, he says he will spare them. Now, that, that, if that doesn't bother you, beloved, I don't know what will. He says, I will spare them. Who? Those that fear me. Okay. Hmm. Spare them from what? Well, I, I'm not going to talk about that for now. But it means, beloved, that those that didn't fear him, though they are his, or though they believe in him, I should say, he's not going to spare them from a certain issue. But those that fear him, he said he will spare them. As a man spared his own son that served him. Talking about sonship now. Mm -hmm. It says, then you shall return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. After he spares them. Some things are going to happen and they will return. And when they return, they will discern between those they will meet, because those they will meet will be either righteous or they'll be wicked. Ah, okay. Let me leave that alone for now, beloved. But beloved, you know, there, there are many books that the Lord has. Yes, yes, I know and I know I know we know the, the Lamb's Book of Life. But did you know that that the Lord didn't the Lord has had that book before he came as a lamb? <laughs> oh help me Jesus. Look at Exodus thirty two. Exodus thirty two we can start from verse 30. The Bible says, And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, You have seen the great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sins. For your sin. Exodus 32. Now we go to verse 31 of Exodus 32. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, these people have seen the great sin. 
and have made these gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, let me read that properly. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, that is, if thou wilt not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. Moses knew. Moses knew that the Lord had a book that he has written. Moses, the man that spoke with the Lord face to face, that man, he feared. Remember what we said about from the scriptures that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Moses, the servant of God, the man that feared, that, that spoke with the Lord face to face, that same man was a man that walked in fear and God gave him wisdom, gave him revelation. Moses said, you know what, let's, 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 read, let's read that quickly. Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, verse 18 to 21. For you are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the sound of words, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. Verse 21. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. So Moses was a man that embraced the fear of the Lord. He did not let familiarity rob him of the fear of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man that spoke with the Lord face to face, the man that sat in the Lord's presence 80 days, 40 days one time, 40 days another time, the man that saw the Lord, he saw him face to face, over 70 other elders of Israel. You see that in Exodus 24, 10, I believe. Yeah, that Moses, he walked still in the fear of the Lord. He didn't think he was, uh, I've seen it, you know, I, I just reverence him. No, 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 no. Moses said, Forgive me, I'm circling back now to Exodus 32, verse 33. Verse 30, Exodus 32, 32, let's start from there. Moses said, if you don't forgive their sins, please, he was interceding on behalf of Israel. Forgive their sins, if not, blot me out, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. He said, I know you have a book. Mm -hmm. I know you, Lord. I know you have a book. Jesus hasn't come yet as a man. 
He says, but I know you have a book. And the Lord did not deny he had a book. Look at verse 33. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. The Lord said, yeah, I have a book. But don't worry, Moses. You didn't do nothing to me. Uh, I won't blot you out. It's those that have sinned against me I will blot out from my book. What are we saying? There are many books the Lord has. Okay, we'll see that in a minute. But the Lord's book, there's a book of life. Let's read that. Uh, um, and this book here he's referencing is a book um, that he has kept from the foundation of the world. From the foundation of the world. So not just from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. No, 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 no. We're in Exodus, and he's already talking about the book. Let's read that. Revelation 17, 8. Revelation 17, 8. The beast that thou saw, sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life, listen now, from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. So, the book of life, the Lamb's book of life, is called the Lamb's book in the New Testament because that's when he came as a lamb. But that book has been kept from the foundation of the world. From the time of Adam, he has kept that book. This one has not sinned against me. Okay, put him on the book. Well, this one was walking with me, but he chose not to afterwards, so I'm going to blot him out. Let me read that again. Exodus 32, verse 33. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Okay? Blot out of the book. Meaning the name was first put in the book for it to be blotted out of the book. I hope you get that, beloved. Brother Josh, uh, okay, and so what? Well, I know. Let's read Revelations chapter 3. For all those once saved, always saved. We've already spoken about this, but Revelations chapter 3, verse 5. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. That's Revelation 3, 5. Yeah, you may want to put that in context. That's fine. Um, I can read from verse 1. Unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, this thing says, He that had the seven, has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works, 
that you have a name that you live, but yet you are dead. Verse 2, Revelation 3.2, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for have not found thy works perfect before God. Oh, that P word again. Lord, help us. Verse 3, Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast, and repent. If thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Listen to verse 4 now. Revelations 3, 4. Thou hast a name, thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. Mm-hmm. And they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. Oh, ain't nobody worthy. Uh, slow down, brother. This is Jesus speaking. He says, let me read it again, verse 4. There are a few Christians in Sardis, Jesus is speaking, that have not defiled their garments. What garments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That garment, yeah, that garment of righteousness, that robe of righteousness that he gave you that you didn't earn. I didn't earn it either. But he gave us those clean garments. Oh, bless his name. But have we kept the garments clean? That's what he's saying. Have we kept it clean? Have we kept it clean? Revelations 3, 4. There are a few names. A few. Beloved, in a whole church, in a whole city. Brother Josh, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. I, I, I don't doubt that. I'm not mad at you. Please don't be mad at me. I'm just saying I hope you are walking according to your confession. Because after he made us clean, after he made us holy, he came back in Romans 12 and 1 and says, Josh, I made you holy, but I need you to present you holy. Mm-hmm. Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies holy <laughs> unto God. Yes. You present you. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. How is the world? The world has filthy garments. Oh, you didn't know that? That the world has filthy garments? You didn't know that the world doesn't keep their bodies holy? Okay, if you didn't know that, I'm, I'm telling you now. And be not conformed to this world but be 
transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. What is prove? Demonstrate. That's what prove means. Demonstrate what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. <laughs> uh, beloved, I'm preaching to myself. Please don't get mad. Please get glad. Please don't get mad. Please. I'm just talking to myself. I'm just talking to myself. We're talking about the books. Those that fear him, Malachi 3, 16 to 18, the Lord says he will open a separate book for them. And he will spare them. Spare them from what? Uh, we'll talk about that later. But it means that those that he didn't spare, though they are his, they will still experience what he spared the ones that feared him from. I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the different books that the Lord has. The book of life, he has kept it from the foundation of the world, according to Revelation 17, 8, from the foundations. And we see that in Exodus 33, sorry, Exodus 32, verse 33, the Lord says, it is though that sin against me that I will blot out their names out of my book. Philippians 4.3 talks about the book of life. It's that same book. Revelation 3.5 we just read, all from verse 1 to 6, talks about that book of life. Revelation 20.12 says this, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which was the book of life. Hold on. Let me read that again. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books, plural, were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. Mm-hmm. According to their works. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Revelation twenty fifteen now says, Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 21, 27 says, And they shall in no wise enter into it. Uh, okay, let's put that in context. Revelation 21 is talking about the new Jerusalem. Uh, so it says, it talks about the, uh, the wall of the, of the city and so forth. And verse 27 now says, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defile it, neither whatsoever, whether you call yourself a Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, whatever, born again, 
neither whatsoever worketh abomination or telleth a lie cannot enter the city, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. God help me. Beloved, I have to I have to stop here for today. And by his mercy, pick this up next time. Until then, beloved, may the Lord bless you and keep you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.